hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 501. And today I'm going to share with you a recording that I did with my good friend Chris Schaefer in a co-working space. We're there together in Orlando. And what we did was we went over a story that someone shared with us. We broke it down. And that story is how this one failure turned into a huge success and how to never give up. I ran into a gentleman at an event that I was at. He came up, said he was a a huge fan of the show, a listener, has been listening for about a year and a half, and has always followed the advice of never give up and take action and just keep taking action. And that's what he's done. And you're going to hear the entire story. I'm going to break it down for you. I'm going to have Chris Schaefer break it down with me. And we're going to, uh, we're going to really riff on this for you guys. All right. So just before we get in, let me just remind you that the show notes can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 501. Again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash 501. And uh, you can go there and grab all the show notes, the links, everything we discussed will be there. Also, the video that we shot of us doing this, because we actually recorded this for YouTube as well and Facebook Live. And uh, if you want to watch that video of him and I kind of riffing back and forth, then definitely go over to those show notes. I'll embed that into that blog post for you. All right, so I'm going to stop talking so you can enjoy this conversation, this this riffs uh, session or this jam session with myself and Chris Schaefer. All right, so sit back, relax, and enjoy. All right, Chris, we are going to record this episode here today because we are in a co-working space. We've we been are. here all day, and what I really wanted to do is I wanted to try to record a video, but I also wanted to talk about uh, something that happened while we've been here inside uh, of this event. And um, actually, I had one of our listeners um, come up to me and share a story with me. And that's really what I wanted to do. That's kind of what made me want to record this episode. Because right now, a lot of people in this space of e-commerce, you know, they get stuck because they might try to launch a product. And after they launch a product... You know, everything is judged by how well that first product did. Right. And they want to know, like, well, I launched the product. I did everything I thought right, but it didn't work. So I guess it was a failure. Right. Well, I actually had someone come up to me and randomly just said, hey, Scott, I've you know, been a listener. I just wanted to say thank you because since I've listened to your podcast, I've been listening to it for about a year and a half now. And the biggest thing that's helped me really was the take action. You know, you constantly telling me, just take action, no matter what, just take action. And, uh, you know, I was like, okay, cool. Tell me more about that. It's not just about saying take action. It's about doing something. And he went on to tell me that he launched a product, went through the whole process, launched a product. And once he released the product, it didn't do as well as he hoped. That's kind of everybody's biggest failure too, or biggest fear, not failure. That is a failure, but it is everybody's biggest fear, right? And it's something you and I get asked all the time. Right. What if it fails? Right. And, you know, the thing is, I think that I've noticed, and I'll talk a little bit more about his story because I I wanted to share that because I think anyone uh, listening right now can probably relate that we've had failures, you know, depending on, you know, could be, you know, an MLM that you wanted to do, right? That you're out there doing multi-level marketing, or maybe you've done something in real estate and it just didn't work out. Like, You've learned so much from it, but it really, it's, it's what you do with the failure. Right. You know, uh, we were here at, at, uh, you know, Funnel Hackers Live and, uh, Hacking Live is that's Funnel Hacking Live. Hacking Live. FHL 2018. Yeah. And, um, and the one thing that Russell was talking about was like most of the funnels that they launch fail. 
And it's okay. Like, it's expected. But it's what you do after the failure is that is what really counts and what you've learned, but also that mindset that it's not supposed to really work right out of the gate, right? I mean, it's you'd love it to. It's kind of like, yay, I won the lottery. <laughs> but you know what? How many people go and buy another scratch off hoping that they win, right? I mean, that's one of the biggest things. So I want to get your take on it as far as, and I want to help people with this mindset thing uh, because you know, I think it's a big thing for a lot of people that they don't know what to do with it once that happens. And how do you keep going and pushing through, uh, you know, after you might launch and you think that things are going a certain way, but they're not really going as planned? Well, I think I think it's actually funny because you and I kind of always hope for the best and plan for the worst. And I think that uh, that is the motto that a lot of people should have. Like you and I, it, it, the, the talk yesterday where he brought that up was mm-hmm. really interesting to me because couple of months ago, we launched a product. A couple of weeks ago, actually, we launched a product. And we were like, you, you, you and I were on the phone and you were like, oh, we're going to sell a couple hundred of these right away. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, that would be awesome. However, <laughs> right. what if we don't? I mean, we need to have that backup plan and we need yep. to know what we're going to do. But I think the thing that a lot of people struggle with is they do still just have that fear point of what if it fails? And they, they don't think about the alternatives of either clearing it out or doing what your listener friend did, which right. was building a brand off of Amazon and, and clearing it out there because he found that his product was actually pretty saturated on Amazon. He messed up in the product selection thing, right? We've been talking a lot about product discovery boot camp today. Right. And that's where like 50, 60, 70% of people make a mistake right. is in the product selection phase. But instead of just saying, oh, you know, this this Amazon thing's a scam, this Amazon thing doesn't work. Right. He said, how can I make it work? I have a product on hand. I know that it's going to sell. I know that there are people buying it. What are the things that I can do to make this work? Whether it's to turn that into a successful brand or mm-hmm. whether that's to recoup as much money as I can. I think we all need to try to have that kind of that backup plan just in the back of our mind mm-hmm. at the very least. And having a partner, I think, helps a lot in that oh, because we yeah. we force each other to have that conversation and the rest of our team forces us right. to have that conversation. I'm looking at them on the other side of the room. You guys can't see that and they're right. laughing at me. Um, but if you don't at least kind of give that some thought, then when it doesn't blow the doors off on your launch, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't sell those 100 units in, in a couple of days through your email launch or you just can't get traction in organic search for whatever reason, that you don't just throw up your hands and give up because this thing does work. This right. is a business. Right. And in business, sometimes we have to pivot. Right. Right. We have to say, just like when Amazon got rid of, of uh, reviews in exchange for compensation. Right. right. right? We had to pivot and we had Ceiling to change how we were launching. Yeah. Right. The sky is only falling if we let the sky fall. Right. If we realize, you know, right. that there's another room to the house, we're still safe. Right. And, and here's what I want to do, though. I want to give people what he did right, to make this work. Because a lot of people are like, well, that's awesome and all, you know, fail, great, fail fast, you know, learn, yada, yada, yada. Sounds all great. But a lot of people want to know, like, what does someone do when this happens? I mean, we can give a real live example of what happened to us in a new product that we just launched. And it blew up in our face and it wasn't necessarily our fault, but you know, it, it did. And if we were to launch that product as our first product, would that have made us say this process doesn't work or that market doesn't work? The answer is no. We just picked, you know, a product that our quality control on it wasn't where it, 
it should have right. been. And it wasn't really our fault. We were trusting other people, but it, it just didn't work. Ultimately, so, that falls on us, right? And it, it we, we've shared a little bit of that story, and I think it's important maybe to dive back into that here. Yeah, we can. Because it's it's definitely different. Like, it wasn't a volume issue. It wasn't a reviews issue. It certainly wasn't a ranking issue. We it's were not even selling, a product. We were selling more than what we thought we were going to sell. It wasn't a product selection issue. It was a quality control issue. And we have some people on kind of the Facebook Live side of this right now that are chiming in and saying, you know, failure is just part of the experience. Uh, when you give up, that's failure. But challenges are going to be part of the process, right? right? Failure and loss is what you learn from. And right. in, in our case, we learned that our quality control probably needed some improvement uh, because people were getting literally exploded versions of the product, mm. which wasn't something, obviously, that we intended right um right you know but when, like, it, when it's supposed to come in one piece and it comes in 28 that's not an ideal customer experience right and you know you didn't really know it until it started getting shipped i mean you know we didn't know it when we even seen it right like we actually unpacked it um and we didn't notice anything um but the way that it was packed and being shipped after the fact was not good um so anyway um i want to talk about like his failure and like you talked like like he messed up technically, but he didn't really mess up. Here's the deal. He might've messed up as far as saying like, well, if he was only going to sell on Amazon, right. then he messed up. Right. And I think anyone going into, into any market right now, like I was just talking to a friend of ours who's actually behind us here, but I was talking to him yesterday about it. I'm like, listen, you know what? Forget about Amazon for a minute. Just forget about them. Go ahead and launch your, you know, your little mini funnel Go find Facebook ads in your market and drive traffic to that funnel and make it work. Like, that's it. Like, there's components to that that you could just forget about Amazon for a minute. We could make that work. Like, if Amazon goes away tomorrow, could we still sell physical products through yes. our own funnel? Yes. The answer is yes. Why do we start on Amazon? Because it's an easy platform to get started. We have the traffic. We have the, the you know, refunds that they take, take care, care of. They take care of a lot of the heavy lifting. Yeah, they take care of the tech issues, all of that stuff. So that is the reason why I'm not going to sit here and preach that that's the only model because it's not. And I told that to our mutual friend. I'm like, listen, like forget about Amazon then for a minute. Like just go through and build a free plus shipping offer. Like find that product that you know people are looking for. And on the back end of that, sell them two or three more of what they just got for free plus shipping, right? That's the simplest thing to do. Find the traffic. And that's exactly what this listener did. He goes, listen, I, I seen after the fact that Amazon was too saturated. So instead of just bailing on it, I knew there was a market in this. I went out and I said, you know what? Let me learn Facebook ads. Let me go out and find a way to get traffic to a funnel. And he built a little funnel. And then from there, he drove Facebook ads and he is now successful selling that product. And he actually found other products to go along with that. Now, is he abandoning Amazon altogether? No, but he found a way to make it work. It just, that channel didn't work for that product. So he didn't, he didn't bail on it. So all he did was he pivoted his attention to a different platform and a way to go out there and find the market and then sell through that. You don't have to build a major, like big website with Shopify or anything like that. If you don't want to, you can just go build a little mini funnel and then just drive traffic to it, get it to convert, get, and that's what we were talking about yesterday, right? You have a funnel or you have a, even, even an Amazon product, you have certain components, right? That we can reverse engineer if it's not working, right. right? If it's not converting, why isn't it converting? Are the images okay? Is the listing okay? Is the optimization right? Like there's these different components. In his case, he was like, it's just way too saturated. And the only way that I'm going to win is if I compete on price and I can't compete on price because I won't make any money. So let me go where everyone else isn't. And that's over here 
on Facebook and I'm going to drive traffic and try to make it work. And that's what he did. And he was successful. And he's like, Scott, I started listening to your podcast and I took the take action thing to heart. And I just kept taking action. And you know what? This happened and I just pivoted and I kept taking action on what I could control. And I've learned so much through this process. So what did he learn? How to list a product on Amazon, how to launch a product on Amazon, how to build a, an email list, how to run Facebook ads. He learned all this stuff because it forced him to learn this stuff. Right. So to me, he's successful all the way around. He's learned a ton of stuff and he's selling product. Well, and I think I think the real moral behind that story, the reason that he's successful is 95% mindset, 5% determination, right? <laughs> right? Like right. you can have all the determination in the world, but if you have the wrong mindset and you just say, I failed, I'm determined to make a way, but I failed, right? Mm-hmm. If you treat it truly as a failure, then you're never going to go out and actively do something about it. Mm-hmm. You're just going to hang it up on the shelf and say, that sucked. Let's move on to the next thing. Right. Right. And if you have the correct mindset in that, and like, like Beryl said on Facebook Live, you know, it really is a learning experience. Right. And what, what can we pull out of this? How can we diagnose it? Right. We have to go from entrepreneur to doctor when those things happen. Yeah. What is broken? Right. Right. Is it their elbow? Is it their shoulder? Is it their forearm? We right. need to figure out what's broken so that Take we, an can, x-ray. we can fix that thing. <laughs> right. right. Is the heart beating? Is right. it not? Right. Right. And so in, in this business, it's actually fairly easy to do because mm-hmm. we know volume, right? So we know if, if the demand is there. And if we made a mistake there, that's a little bit harder to fix, right? Mm-hmm. We have to go find traffic. In his case, the demand was definitely there, but the demand and the competition were so big that it essentially had the same effect, right? Right. right. So instead of just shelving the product and giving up, we then have to go find the demand. Mm-hmm. And basically what he did, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but he found a sub-market, which is really what we preach anyway, mm-hmm. right? Go after the kayak bass fishermen. Yep. And he, he said, okay, this product is selling to a whole bunch of different audiences on Amazon. Who on Amazon is the most passionate buyer of this product? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what he did. And he then was able to kind of translate that over to Facebook and identify some groups or some pages mm-hmm. on Facebook right. that had that buyer right there. Right. And if you put the right product in front of the right person, they're going to buy it every time, whether it's on Amazon, whether it's on your own site, wherever it is. Right. But he was able to diagnose the problem right. and then had the correct mindset of saying it's a problem. If it's a problem, it's fixable. Right. If it's failure, it's not. Right. Right. Well, like is failure failure then? You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's something that didn't work, but well, is it a fa- complete failure? Failure is when you give up in that, my that's, opinion. That's, right. And I agree. And, and there, there may be a point in your business that you can't figure out what the diagnosable issue is. Right. It's possible. Mm-hmm. But that's what groups like this are for. That's right. what podcasts like this are right. for. That's why we're here. Right. 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 And when you surround yourself with like-minded people, it's very, very easy a lot of times for somebody outside of the scope of the problem to go, it's his lungs. Yeah. He's not breathing. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, he turned purple. Right. Or he turned blue. It's clearly something, you know, right. it's from here to here. That's it. Right. And then that gives you a place to look. And that... That's one of the things that's really powerful about community mm. as well. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, again, I mean, kind of not to, you know, keep going over this and keep, you know, drilling it in. It's really important, though, that I, I think that you look at anything that you do, especially in business, as there's no failure until you give up. You know, like you were saying, one of the things that he did was he was reading through some of the reviews of his uh, sales and his competitors, and he was seeing it used differently. It wasn't being used on what it was being sold for, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't for the same thing. Like they were, they were using a garlic press to press ginger. Exactly. Right. So then what he did is he went outside of Amazon even 
And he said, you know what? I'm going to go after the ginger pressing market and I'm going to find those people and I'm going to put my product in front of those people because I know that people are buying it for that when most people are selling it for the other thing. And he, and he said, that was it. Like it was a total turning point. And now he since has built a brand in that market, specifically targeting that sub niche, right? Like going into a whole nother arena in a sense with that same exact product. Yes, you're going to you're going to maybe customize it or tailor it or even brand it differently. But again, not everything is positioned to the market the same. And again, I think looking at reviews is another great thing. Whether you're going to sell on Amazon or not, you better be looking at reviews. How many, how, I mean, years ago, I mean, I talk about this a lot in the brick and mortar business. If we could have went down the block and heard what their customers were saying bad about them, kind of what they're doing on Yelp now and stuff, how, how much of a better job could we have done and served our customers? Well, I think, I think that's a great example, right? Um, we decided last night, I think at dinner that there should be a Yelp for restaurants to review consumers as well. Yeah. But if you, if you take the restaurant example, right? Right. If you are going to open a new bar, would you not want to see everything that everyone in the area thinks about all of your competition? Hey, BJ's Tap House, they have 65 beers on tap. I really, really like that. Yeah. Their liquor selection is terrible. Okay, so if I have a lot of beer but a terrible liquor selection, then maybe that's not the right thing. Right, right. right. Or their food is great but their, their alcohol is lackluster or vice versa, right? They have an awesome selection of drinks, but their food is terrible. We can start to do those kinds of things. Or service stinks. Mm-hmm. Service mm-hmm. stinks. Service stinks. Oh, hey, look. Right. <laughs> the thing, maybe the thing that I should focus on is customer service. Right. Revolutionary idea, right? But it's the same kind of a concept. If I was going to open a bar, that would be the very first thing I would do is I would take a look at everybody on Yelp in that area and Google reviews and all mm-hmm. of the other services mm-hmm. that offer that and I would see what people like and what people don't like, and I would build my establishment around those two things. Now, obviously, you're going to have theme and all of the other things that go right. into that, but if you can focus on the core elements that people like and don't like, no matter where you are, whether that's Amazon, whether that's your own e-commerce, whether that's starting a restaurant or a building a school, right? Right. It doesn't matter. The same principles apply. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, going back to, you know, you have to get started, number one. And so many people are afraid to get started because what if I do this and it fails? What if I fail? Or what if it doesn't work? I shouldn't even say fail. What if it doesn't work, right? I went I went and bought that scratch off and I didn't win. Well, what do you do? You either decide to go buy another scratch off for another chance. It gives you another chance. Yeah. Or you can do something like build a business and you have a better chance. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's kind of like I talk about like baseball a lot. Like it's a lot of like baseball. It's like a game, right? It's like, does someone that strike out in baseball, do they fail at that one at bat maybe? But they get another at bat. They get another swing. Well, and that, that's the thing, right? And Russell actually gave the example yesterday when he was a junior in high school. He wanted to be the All-State Wrestling Champion. He lost his very first match of the year and he didn't want to do anything. Right. His dad's the coach. Right. And right. so his dad made him drill those moves that he lost on every day right. for the next year. And it turns out that he got to wrestle the same kid he lost to in the state championship and beat him with the same move. Right. Right. If he would have given up that day, not only would he have never wrestled again, but he wouldn't have gone and, and been the state champion. He wouldn't have gotten a, a college scholarship for wrestling. Right. And he wouldn't have ended up running the business that he runs today. Right. And it all comes back to giving up or moving forward. And if we can identify the thing that was the issue, again, his dad played doctor and said, here's where you got beat. Here's where you got beat. Here's where you got beat. Here's the problems. Fix these three things. You're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And they and but but again, going back to consistency too. It's like you know there he was doing like he said every day just about. You're going over those moves. You're going over the. They stuff. did it. They did it right before the match. And they did it right before the match. And again, what you're kind of doing is you're you're watching you're watching the the replay of what happened by looking and seeing what has worked. So, for example, all right, we in the new brand, we we have been talking here while we're here, and we ha- we wanted to spend a little bit more time on that today, but we've we've kind of got consumed with other things. It's been a little busy. It's been a little busy, but um, you know, we we were talking like we want to basically build a little mini funnel that we can drive external traffic, not even talking about Amazon. And we want to get that to a successful channel all by itself. And on, on par with Amazon, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Right. And so our, our idea here is to take one of our products that we feel that will fit this, this funnel, right. Create some content, a video on the front end, maybe a Facebook live. Right. And then from there, talking about maybe a free plus shipping offer or maybe just a discount on that product and then seeing how it works. So now we can look at all those components. How is the video received? How many, how long are people watching it? So that's again, something we would address, right? We would look at all these components in these, in these pieces. And there's really only like four pieces really, if you think about it. And then, so when you're looking at these pieces, you're like, okay, cool. I had this many people come here that I paid for. I, I, by Facebook ads, we can track that. Okay. I had a hundred people come here and out of those hundred people, 25 people stayed to the end and, you know, and then only like one person bought. Okay. Well, I don't know what the math is on that percentage wise, but it's not terrible, but you would look at those numbers and go, how do I increase that? How do I get more people to stay to the end? Maybe the video's too long, whatever. So I could fix that first because I know if I do, I've got a better chance of someone buying the product. So there's these different components that we can do. So we would say, okay, let's take 500 bucks and let's throw at it. Let's get some data. And then after we get that data, we can kind of reverse engineer what has happened and what what different pieces can we improve? Same thing with pay-per-click. Same thing with just Amazon in general. And you and I have talked about this, yeah. right? When we do hot seats, you and I walk through a fairly specific process that I, I'm sure we've talked about, Right. Is the demand there? Yep. Double check it because sometimes we get that wrong. Even we've gotten that wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, now we've learned from that and we've taught you guys the lessons from that. <laughs> so we don't right. tend to get that wrong now, but we've gotten that wrong in the past, right? If the demand is there, do we have enough traffic to even give ourselves the chance to reach the sales volume that we think we're going to have, right? right? If we're converting at, let's say, 10%, because that's the number that we throw out there. Right. And I did this on a podcast a couple weeks ago, and we got an email from a listener making fun of us because I made you do math, <laughs> so I'm not going to make you do it, right? If we're converting it... hear about that. Did you tell me? About <laughs> yeah, it was, me? Somebody sent us an email. Um, <laughs> it was, you know, if we're converting at 10% right. to sell 10 units a day, how mm-hmm. many, you know, right. over 30 days, that's 300 units. Right. That's one tenth of what we're getting. That right. means we need three thousand sessions in a right. month, right? So let's log in. Let's look at that report. Did we get three thousand sessions this month? Right. No. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. Right. That's our problem, right? If we're converting at that ten percent, then that's the one problem. If we're getting less than that and we're not converting at ten percent, then we've identified both problems, right. right? Right. If we are getting those sessions, but we're not getting the three hundred sales then it's a conversion problem. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And if we can diagnose it as one or all three of those things, potentially, mm-hmm. then we at least know where to start. And right. that is where most people get lost, and it's where they give up. They take three swings, and then they just walk away. Right. Yeah. I, I think also, to uh, a lot of people, and I'm trying to do my best job through this podcast, through the YouTube stuff, Facebook, all that stuff, I'm trying to make it very, very clear 
that, you know, if you're just going out there trying to find one product that's going to get you rich, it's not a good business model. No. Like I'm, I'm like we just actually recorded some video for our product discovery boot camp. Which, by the way, we're wearing our shirts today. So if you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook, we're wearing our shirts. So we're pretty excited about these shirts. But and they're soft and they're very soft. Uh, but we're we're really we're really just we're talking about like people are going out. I get people that email me and they're like, Scott, like I, I did everything and I went out there and I'm only getting two sales a day on Amazon. Well, number one, that's not terrible, right? Like it's better than what you had like a month ago, right? You had nothing. But with that being said, then I ask like, okay, so what products do you have? I have this one. Okay. Is this going to be a brand? I don't know. Um, okay. Uh, what are you going to do if Amazon channel doesn't work for you? Um, I'm going to try to liquidate and get out of here. Right? So to me, there's gotta be more planning about like what you're going to do to build this as a brand, even if it's a small brand, I like to see three to five products. That's what we talk about, right? But it's really about going out and identifying a market. And then from there, figuring out those three to five products that you could sell on or off of Amazon. If you can do both, number one, that gives you a better chance of succeeding, right? Now, a lot of people would say, well, then that means I got to learn another platform. Um, yeah, you do, but it's like, you don't have to learn it all right now. Do the Amazon thing first, see how it performs, see how you can tweak it, look at your numbers like you were just saying, do everything you can there, and then when the time's right, if you want, pivot, say, let me go ahead and see if I can sell this thing off of Amazon, and let me start learning Facebook ads or Instagram or any of that other stuff. You don't, have, you don't give up, right? But you got to plan it right. The, the thing that's funny is like all of the stuff that we're talking about that you can do to pivot is a logical outgrowth of what we're going to be doing anyway when you have success. It's another thing to try. Yeah. And I think I think something else that's important to point out, Scott, is like you and I, the, the way that we pick products and the way that we talk about picking products, whether it's in the workshops, whether it's on the podcast, whether it's in Product Discovery Bootcamp, is we're looking to validate the demand on Amazon so that we don't have that specific problem, right? right? If you want to pick products based on some other methodology, that's fine. Just keep in mind that if you're not validating the demand, you might have to pivot and do those things faster. You might be forced to versus right. choosing to and being able to learn it on your own time. Right. I, I think that's something important to point out because if you're choosing the right products, and I know I said our, our friend you know, failed to do that, but I don't right. know necessarily what methodology he was using when he was doing that, mm -hmm. right? And when we look at historical demand and we looked at, we when we look at volume and all of those kinds of things, it really does set us up for success and that's why we, we do that. But there's always going to be something that comes up. And for example, somebody that, that's watching on the Facebook Live, Annabelle just said, if you're in a category that's very expensive, how do you even get enough sessions, right? That's going to come up. So if the demand is there, how do I get enough sessions? Because I don't know what the PPC cost is up front. Mm -hmm. Well, the answer is I have to rank really highly organically. Mm -hmm. So either I need to drive PPC up front so that I rank organically, or I need to lower my price, or I need to email my email list and get pushed up in those rankings so that I can get a higher share of the organic traffic there. Yeah. You're not always going to be able to know that up front. No. But you can set the foundation and set the fundamentals to really set yourself up for success, right? right. You can swing in batting practice. Right. You can hit balls off tees versus having never swung a bat, stepping in front of a major league baseball player that can throw a 95-mile-an-hour fastball, you're going to strike out every time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would also say that, you know, if you're going into this business or any business, like let's just say, for example, you're going to go and open up a brick-and-mortar store. Are you just going to go open up shop, open the door, and put a I'm open sign? No. <laughs> right. So 
you know, a lot of people, and again, I'm doing my best and you're doing your best to really educate people and also prepare people. Scream loudly, I think. Yeah, yeah. scream very loudly that, you know what? You can't just expect to throw something up there and it's going to sell. The phone is going to ring just because I am on Amazon, right? It's not going to happen. That's why we talk a lot about building your own email list, building your own channel in a sense, or doing influencer reach, outreach, um, you know, or just doing that type of stuff. But you also have to be prepared to spend a little bit of money, right? Like we talk about that, like your pay-per-click campaigns, I'm almost going to guarantee you will not be successful out of the gate. Up front? No. No. Right? And that, that's why we always say we shoot for break even there. We shoot for break right? even. If we can get break even, that's a success. Same thing with the first order. And this is another question that we get all the time and people consider it a failure to not make a ton of profit on their first order. Yay. Really? That's all right. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Facebook Live. <laughs> Joel is just staring at me because I yelled yay. Uh, our team is across the room just laughing and making fun of us. Um, I have no idea where I was. <laughs> well, Chris doesn't know where he was because we thought we lost connection, but we are back <laughs> we, on Facebook as well. And you know, we, we never lost the podcast. We never lost and now the podcast, they're just very confused. So we're cool. So, uh, yeah, you were talking about the pay-per-click. Oh, about the, yeah. yeah. So, so people get very confused and a lot of people get frustrated because they don't make a ton of profit on their first They don't order. break even or, or they want to break or even. Or their PPC, you know, they have an 80% ACOS right. on their PPC, right? Right. Which means they're probably losing money unless they're sourcing product for a few cents. They're losing money. Right. Um, and that's something that, again, we set ourselves up with low expectations there. Right. We plan for the worst and hope for the best. Right. Right. So that's why up front we pay for air shipping mm -hmm. or at least get a quote for air shipping up front mm -hmm. so that we know if we run out of product that we can get it faster and still make money, not lose money trying right. to fill the gap of not losing money. Um, and we do a lot of those things and we say, OK, if we can break even on this first order, right. that's great. Now, right. that generally doesn't end up happening. We usually make at least a little bit of money mm -hmm. on a first order. Yep. It's not a lot of money on a first order. But if we plan coming from that mindset, we've already prepared for the potential learning experience mm -hmm. of having something go wrong. I'm not going to call it a failure. It's a learning experience, yep. right? Of having Education. something go wrong. There's going to be a curveball, mm -hmm. period. You will miss swinging at that curveball. <laughs> But it's okay. In my case, every time. But then you uh, got to look for that fastball. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was a lefty. I just got hit. <laughs> You're a left-handed batter? Yeah. I am too. I, I throw right-handed, but I bat left-handed. Me golf. too. Yeah, really? Everybody thinks I'm a wow. freak. Yeah, me too. You write right-handed though, right? Yes, I do. Okay, see, I write left-handed. Okay. So, uh, yeah. I didn't know that you... Let me ask you this. My wife's going to want me to ask you this. Do you like black licorice? I do. See? That's crazy. I got to let my wife know that. Everyone that's left-handed, because she's left-handed, so is my daughter... Everyone that we ask, they generally like black licorice. Podcast poll. If you're left-handed. <laughs> yes. Email please. Scott and tell him if you hate black licorice. <laughs> if you like black licorice and you're a left-hander, please go ahead and comment. And uh, Or if you're listening to this on the podcast, go to the uh, <laughs> podcast episode and let us know. That's very yeah, and if important. If you're on Facebook Live, let us know too. That's a very important uh, number we want to definitely address. Did, are, are, you, are you lefty too? No. Yeah. There you go. We like, got another one about, in the room. What about red licorice? <laughs> also, Twizzlers or red vines? Yeah. Just, red vines. <laughs> just yes. Nice. Twizzlers are a very East Coast thing, and red vines, like everybody out West is like, what did taste like wax? I'm like, red vines taste like cinnamon. I don't get it. So, all right. Whatever. All right. So we just established that, which is pretty amazing. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So I want to wrap up here, but I did want to just jump on here and really. 
just dig into this, but also kind of bring it up because it was brought to my attention from one of our listeners. And uh, I thought that was pretty cool. I was just kind of walking from one room to the other. And it's like, hey, Scott, you know, I just want to let you know I'm a big listener, a big time listener. And, you know, I've been taking action, you know, and that's one of the biggest things that's helped me is just constantly hearing you uh, say uh, taking action. And John Gamble, uh, had, oh, lefty too? Nice. Likes black licorice. We got another one there. So while we were here recording this, we got another yes on the black licorice. Um, it's awesome. All right. Um, so, uh, we are going to wrap this up, Chris, but I did want to wrap up just by kind of going over what we kind of wanted to get the message here out here about is really a failure. Isn't really a failure unless you give up and you need to understand that you're going to learn from this. And the big takeaway here is if the thing isn't working that you're working on, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's not ever going to work, but you have to decide is it time to pivot with that same product, but maybe try to do outside stuff? Maybe try to figure out how to build an outside sales funnel that will work for you if you want to drive Facebook ads and then get traffic there or get traffic from YouTube or there's all these other sources of traffic. Traffic is so much easier today than ever, right? I mean, we can, we, we we're going to have some tests running this weekend after we get done here in this room that we'll probably have some data back in the next 24 hours. And we can look at these numbers. And the same thing with pay-per-click. Generally, uh, you can get some numbers back in, the, in probably about 48 hours, um, and you can start to see what the, the campaigns are doing and all that stuff. So just understand it's a learning process, and uh, you have to get started. You do have to take action, or you'll never get a result. I mean, sitting on the sidelines, you're never going to be able to get in there and get that hit unless you get into that batter's box. So or get hit in my or case. Get hit, yeah. <laughs> I had to, yeah, you're getting on base though. I know. I had a I'm great okay I had that. a fantastic on base. Lean percentage. into that, Chris. I was like a zero Take point, one for the team. Zero point zero <laughs> batting average, one hundred percent on base average. <laughs> just lean in and just take just it. Lean in. I think the, the thing that I want to leave with Scott, like we we're talking about like failure is a learning experience, but a lot of people that do the the giving up version of failure yep. rather than the learning from version yeah. of failure. Treat failure like a systemic issue. That's a good, that's a word. I like, like right? that word. Systemic, meaning system-wide, meaning I failed, ergo, everything Boy, is you're broken. you're just throwing these words out right? here today. I think, therefore, Woo. I am. Uh, <laughs> I, I think everything, everything must be broken. Yep. Right? We just throw in the towel. We all hate to lose. Right. But the real lesson here is everything is not broken. Nope. In 99999999 percent <laughs> of cases, right? I'm not going to say it's all of the time because right. there is the potential that you picked a terrible product with absolutely no demand and there's no way to rank and there's not PPC in the category and there's not nothing we can do. Right. But I've yet to find one of those cases and if you think you have one, right. we have hot seats for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> exactly. But you have to diagnose that problem. And if you're able to find that one tweak, you're then able to make that successful. It's not the entire thing that's broken. Right. It's a traffic issue. Yeah. It's a conversion issue. Yep. It's an audience issue in yep. the case of, of our friend that, that approached us about this. right? Yeah. And if we can find that one thing, we can turn that dial. Now, after we turn that dial, we might find out that something else is broken. right? If we don't have the sessions to support 300 sales mm -hmm. and we get the sessions and we're still not getting 300 sales. Well, guess what? Now we got to pull this lever, right? Right. But it doesn't mean that the entire thing is broken. We have to take it one step at a time, chunk it down chunk as you like down. to say, I do like to say that and diagnose the actual issue so that we can fix it so that we can treat it. And so that we can move forward. Yep. And I will end here by saying that this is exactly what we are teaching and talking about inside of product discovery bootcamp. It's really not about just going out there and finding that random product, 
right, that you think that you can sell. It's not about that. To me, it's about finding a market. Now, those products that are in your life right now could lead you to a market, and that's really where we want to be, but then finding three to five products to support that brand inside of that market. And that market could be a sub-market or a sub-sub-market. And in the fishing example, fishing, bass fishing, kayak bass fishing, right? That's what we're talking about, and that's exactly what we've done inside of Product Discovery Bootcamp, looking at your shirt, which I love, by the way. And uh, yeah, that right there is, is, to me, the ultimate way to go out there. And number one, Find that market, find those products, because if you do that, regardless if you're on Amazon or not, you will have a better chance of succeeding and you're building the foundation of a real business. Exactly. Okay, so there you have it. Another great conversation or riff session, jam session with my good friend, Chris Schaefer. And, uh, you know, we're going to be spending some more time together in person um, these next few months. We're going to be doing more of those. Um, And a lot of times they're just random things that happen that we want to share. And in this case, it was random. I was literally walking from one end of the event to the other. Someone, you know, seen me, pulled me to the side and, uh, and shared a story with me. And I think we can all relate to those types of stories. And that's why I want to share them with you. You know, I'm big about just getting started, taking the action, getting a result. Like that's my big thing, right? And it's not always going to work. And a lot of times it's not going to work exactly how you plan, but that's okay. It's what you do with that failure. And I'm doing the air quotes because I don't look at it as failure. It's what you do with that that really matters. And you know, this one gentleman that shared this story with me, he's he's doing big things now. He's doing big things as far as he's learned Facebook ads because that was something that he was going to try to use to sell this product now because it wasn't the product that wouldn't sell. It just wouldn't sell well on Amazon right now because he didn't have any leverage to actually get that thing selling. So he says, you know what? Let me go ahead and pivot and let me see what I can do over here uh, with Facebook ads, driving it to a little funnel, and then we can go ahead and try to get sales through Facebook ads or Instagram or any of those. Now he learned a whole nother skill set. So now if he wants to launch another product on Amazon, he'll do the research a little bit differently, obviously, but he's also got an email list now. He's also got, uh, you know, the resources to go out there and run Facebook ads. And he knows how to do that. He knows how to build a list. He knows all that stuff that he wouldn't have known if he hadn't pivoted and then said, wait a minute, let me just figure out another way to sell my product. Um, And I think there's a lot to that, or as far as like a lot you can learn from doing that. And I think you guys should also think to yourself like, okay, maybe that first product didn't sell, or maybe the second one didn't sell. The first one did, the second one didn't. What can I do from this? What can I learn from this? Do I continue trying to sell this on Amazon or do I pivot and try to sell it off of Amazon or do I liquidate it? Like you have to ask yourself these questions. And I've said that in past episodes, you know, asking yourself questions, I think, can really be a huge resource for you that you're not probably tapping into because when we ask ourselves questions, we're we're normally or naturally wanting to give ourselves an answer and we search for that answer and that solution. So go ahead and ask yourself some questions and I'm sure that you'll you'll figure it out, okay? So that is going to wrap up this episode. We did mention our product discovery bootcamp in there and I would definitely recommend checking that out if you are stuck as far as figuring out what market to choose or what products to serve to your market that you're already currently in, any of that stuff, definitely check that out. We've we've created this training to go after a market or sub-markets 
that you can sell multiple products in and you can also sell them on and off of Amazon. So if you're interested in that, definitely go check it out. Product Discovery Bootcamp. You can get all the details over there. All right, so that's it. That's going to wrap it up. The show notes can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 501. And uh, yeah, go grab those show notes, the transcripts. Uh, I'll also embed that video of Chris and I if you want to see us uh, jamming together there on this topic. You can go check that out at the show notes too. All right, so that's it. That's going to wrap it up. As always, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you. But you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode.